And here we are. It's a Tuesday. So sorry I missed Monday's podcast, folks. I was on a plane because I'm on my college tour. And here I am, you know, doing my routine from Salisbury, Salisbury, Maryland. And uh, you can see the beautiful set behind me, this hotel room behind me. But let's start today with this. Donald Trump is a huge, ginormous, huge winner. He's totally going to blow out Hillary Clinton. He's winning all of the polls, except for the last 12 polls, which goes something like this. Clinton plus 11, Clinton plus 18, Clinton plus 6, Clinton plus 10, Clinton plus 12, Clinton plus 10, Clinton plus 9, Clinton plus 13, Clinton plus 5, Clinton plus 8, Clinton plus 5, Trump plus 2. <laughs> of the 50 polls taken since last July, Donald Trump has won a grand total of five of them, and he is tied in two. So he's batting 140. Trump, though, is the best with women. He's the best with women. He says so himself. Except for those pesky polls, which show that Trump has one of the largest gender gaps in American history. According to the latest NBC News Wall Street Journal poll, he's clocking in with a 70% negative rating among women. He even loses white women by 10 points to Hillary. Among suburban women, he's losing by 30. Contrast that with the lightweight loser choker Mitt Romney, who won white women by 14 points. In fact, Trump does not win a single subset, zero subsets of women against Hillary, not one. Trump's the best, though, among black people. You know, he says he loves the blacks, and they love him, the blacks. Well, not so much. There was one outlier poll in September 2015 that showed Trump with 25% black support. Here are the polls from February, though. Trump at 10% black support, margin of error, 9%. So that means he could be at 1%. Trump at 7%, Trump at 12%, margin of error, 10%. Trump at 11, Trump at 4, Trump at 10, margin of error, 10%. So if you're spotting a pattern, it's not because you're crazy. But don't worry, Trump's winning broad swaths of new voters. He's bringing them out in droves. He'll clock that Hillary Clinton who can't even beat Bernie Sanders, except that Hillary has won thus far in the primaries about 9 million votes. Trump has won 7.8 million votes with this massive new wave he's bringing to the polls. So there's that. But don't worry, Trump's going to turn blue states red, right? Here are the last three polls in Ohio. Clinton plus six, Clinton plus five, Clinton plus seven. Here are the last three polls in Florida. Clinton plus eight, Clinton plus seven, Trump plus one. Yay, a win for Trump. How about New York? Clinton plus 19. How about Michigan? Clinton plus 11. How about North Carolina? Clinton plus two. How about Virginia? Clinton plus 17. How about Utah? Utah, for God's sake. Clinton plus two. Clinton even ties Trump border state in Arizona. So yeah, Trump's got troubles. But don't worry. He's a huge winner, and he's going to win for you. And if you don't believe me, you should try one of his huge, fabulous Trump steaks. I mean, he'll tell you himself. Take a look. When it comes to great steaks, I've just raised the steaks. Trump steaks are by far the best tasting, most flavorful beef you've ever had. Truly in a league of their own. You can enjoy the world's greatest steaks in your own home, with family, friends, anytime. I'm Ben Shapiro, and this is The Ben Shapiro Show. We tend to demonize people who don't care about your feelings. So again, folks, here we are. And it's a beautiful day in the middle of nowhere, basically. Uh, it is it is beautiful out here. I got off the plane in Salisbury, Maryland, and I knew that I wasn't in California anymore because I could smell all of the all, all of the manure. Like seriously, you step off the plane, you smell manure, as opposed to Hollywood, where you step off the plane, you smell BS. So there's that. But before we begin, quick note: there's a new course from our friends over at Hillsdale College. All of our presidential candidates, or at least a lot of them, know very very little about economics. Certainly, Donald Trump doesn't know much. Certainly, Hillary Clinton doesn't know much. They need to take the Econ 101, Economics 101 from Hillsdale College. That's right, Econ 101, Economics 101 from Hillsdale College. The question I get asked most often by my emailers is, recommend me a book. 
Okay, and I'm always recommending economics books, but this is even better because you can learn economics direct from the brilliant folks over at Hillsdale College, the best conservative institution in America. Hillsdale.edu slash Ben for this free economics 101 course. Liberals, leftists, they'd like you to learn that the left's government down economic policy is all wrong for America. The free market's the only thing that's going to save our economy. Uh, and, and, and the fact is that the, the free market is the only thing that's going to save our economy. The left is wrong, and you'll learn why with Econ 101 from Hillsdale College. Sign up for free, Hillsdale College, hillsdale.edu slash Ben. Get a new lesson every single week right in your inbox from Hillsdale's professors. So very cool stuff. All right, so the big story of the day is that Corey Lewandowski, our good friend Corey Lewandowski, the campaign manager for Donald Trump, has now been issued uh, an arrest warrant, essentially. And he's been issued an arrest warrant after he committed battery on Michelle Fields. Now, if you recall a few weeks ago, I quit Breitbart because of their refusal, in my opinion, to properly report that out of their allegiance to Trump. I talked about it at the time. But the story now is that the Trump campaign has been lying about all of this literally since the beginning. So Corey Lewandowski dealt with Mich Michelle Fields said, Corey Lewandowski grabbed me by the arm, yanked me back. I lost my balance. I regained my balance. And she showed a picture of the bruises on her arm. At my behest, she went and she filed a police report. She was thinking about doing it anyway. I encouraged her to go ahead and do that to document everything. She filed a police report for misdemeanor battery. Corey Lewandowski did commit misdemeanor battery. Misdemeanor battery just means an unwanted touching. And that certainly occurred here. And we can tell, by the way, that Corey Lewandowski, unlike his boss, has normal man-sized hands. We can tell because he left his handprint all over Michelle Fields' arm. Well, the Trump people went nuts. All the Trumpkins, oh, it's a fake. It's a phony. He never touched her. It's made up. Where's the video? Why haven't we seen more? It wasn't that bad anyway. It just, it turned into Area 51 for the Trump people. Chemtrails, chemtrails. It was all conspiracy theorizing nonsense, right? It was all, it was all made up. It was a conspiracy between me and Michelle. It was some sort of sexual dalliance between me and Michelle. That was my favorite, uh, considering that I've literally met Michelle like two times in person. Uh, and Michelle is very happily in a relationship and I'm very happily married. So there's that. But in any case, that's how the Trump people operate. It's that if you are a, a female who is anti-Trump, it must be because you are an, a devious sexual creature of some sort. This is why women love Trump so much that they disapprove of him by 70 to 21 percent margin. In any case, Corey Lewandowski denied it. He went on Twitter. He said, I've never met you. I've never touched you. Then Donald Trump said, this is all made up, I believe, my campaign manager. Then Donald Trump put Corey Lewandowski on stage with him after Super Tuesday. And he said, good job, Corey. The reporters, they're all liars. They're all out to get you. And Corey Lewandowski stands there clapping. Well, here is the new video released by the Jupiter Police Department of exactly what went down at that press scrum after the first Super Tuesday in which Michelle Fields essentially got manhandled. Comes Corey Lewandowski, he grabs her by the arm. You can see her grabbing her and pulling her back, right? And then, then they continue on. So what she said is true, turns out. But that doesn't matter to any of the Trump people who say that Michelle is an attention whore and I'm some sort of cuck for, for Ted Cruz. Truth has no relevance to Donald Trump. It just doesn't matter to Donald Trump. And this is the theme of today's show. We're going to have to go a little bit brief today simply because there's so much going on. I have to hop in a car, get to New York City you know, or to D.C., do some media, and then do my speech at George Washington University. But truth just does not matter to Donald Trump. It just doesn't matter in the slightest. So let's, let's start with the fact that Donald Trump, at the end of last week, and we didn't really have a chance to talk about it very much on the podcast, the National Enquirer ran a story suggesting that Ted Cruz had had affairs with five different women. He had had affairs with all sorts of women, these five different women. And the five different women that were mentioned, three of them 
were conservative women, because as we said, the Trump campaign, not particularly fond of women. Uh, they, they said that Amanda Carpenter had had a, the National Enquirer said Amanda Carpenter, a former Cruz press secretary, had had an affair with Cruz. They said that Katrina Pearson, who's now Trump's press secretary, had had an affair with Cruz. They said that, uh, that, that um, well, what's her name? That, that, uh, I used to know her at Harvard. Uh, the, 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 a gal who was working for the Fiorina campaign that she had had sex with Cruz. Sarah Isker Flores, she had had sex with Cruz. All of this, it turns out, was false. There's no substantiation for any of this, but the Trumpkins all came out in force to accuse all of these various women, uh, the, all of these various women of having sex with Cruz because they're, they're obviously corrupt and in the pay of Cruz. That's the only reason that these women wouldn't be attracted to the Donald. So Donald Trump says, well, I had nothing to do with that National Enquirer story. This is all nonsense. That, that National Enquirer story, I have nothing to do with it. That's not me. I mean, come on, how dare you accuse me? Okay, so the reason people thought that Trump planted the story is one, the head of the National Enquirer is close friends with Trump. He's a guy named Pecker, which is why the hashtag Trump loves Pecker was trending on Twitter all day the other day. And then after that, it turns out that the, the, guy, who was, uh, the, the guy who was commenting in the story was a guy named Roger Stone, who was, a, who was a Trump surrogate, essentially, and a dirty trickster for many, many years. And then... And then Trump sends all of his surrogates on CNN to actually attack Amanda Carpenter. One of his surrogates, one of his supporters was on CNN and asked Amanda Carpenter directly if she'd been having sex with Cruz. And she, of course, denied it and was livid. But and then Trump himself basically said that it might be true. So clip 12, here's Donald Trump saying that the Ted Cruz affair story it might be true. You never know. It might be true. The National Enquirer doesn't always get it wrong. Here we go. Do you categorically guarantee that nobody on your campaign, nobody tied to your campaign, had anything to do with this National Enquirer story? Totally. I had nothing to do with it. The campaign had absolutely nothing to do with it. Uh, he's got a problem with the National Enquirer. I have no control over the National Enquirer. I didn't even know about the story. I just got it last night. Somebody sent it to me over to read so I could at least see what said, I had nothing to do whatsoever with the National Enquirer, and neither did the campaign. And I will tell you, for him to try and say that I had to do with it, to try and put the shoe on the other foot is disgraceful. And by the way, he's the one that started it. Okay, so he's the one who started it. So I love that the lies just spill gloriously forth from Trump's fat, small mouth. So Donald Trump says things like, I, that, that, that Cruz started it. There is zero evidence that Ted Cruz was responsible for that super PAC ad from Liz Mayer, who doesn't even like Ted Cruz, uh, about Melania Trump, right? Cruz had no idea that it was happening. He had no correlation with the Liz Mayer super PAC. Doesn't matter. Trump just throws that out there and accuses Cruz, by the way, of violating federal law in the process. Accusing Trump of planting a media story is not a violation of federal law, right? The, the campaigns leak stuff to the media all the time. Coordinating between a campaign and a, and a super PAC, however, is a violation of federal law. Trump has alleged it over and over without evidence, but he's a liar, so that's no great shock. Then he says that he had nothing to do with the story. He would go on to say that the story might be true. I mean, the National Enquirer has all sorts of good evidence in the past. Obviously, they uncovered the John Edwards scandal and the Tiger Woods scandal. So maybe it's true. Maybe it's real. Who knows? It could be. It could be. Okay, here's some of the other evidence that Trump was involved. Here's Roger Stone. So Roger Stone is again a Trump surrogate very close to the Trump campaign, appearing on national TV and explaining that he thinks the story is still true, uh, and then he went even further. Yeah, he specifically called me a henchman. Henchmen get paid. I'm not paid anything by the Trump campaign, so therefore, by definition, I can't be a henchman. He also went on to say that I copulate with rodents. 
knowing what a couple of these women look like, I actually think he's the one who's been copulating with roses. So there's Roger Stone basically saying that it's all true. If Cruz doesn't like it, he can sue. Okay, first of all, you, it's very difficult to sue and win against a national publication when you're a public figure. Jerry Falwell wasn't even able to win a libel suit against, I think it was Hustler Magazine, when they ran a cartoon suggesting that he copulated with his own mother. So this has no relevance at all. But Roger Stone there, he says that, that it's all true. So Donald Trump's, all of Donald Trump's surrogates are out there claiming that this story is true, or at least it should be taken seriously. And there's Trump going around saying he has nothing to do with it. And then the lying continues. Then the lying continues. So Donald Trump, as you recall last week, we talked about it. He tweeted out this meme of Heidi Cruz next to Melania Trump. Right? And the idea was Melania Trump is beautiful and Heidi Cruz is less than beautiful. And that shows that Donald Trump is more of a man. Right? That's the idea right there. Well, here's Katrina Pearson, Donald Trump's campaign spokeswoman, saying, no, 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 Donald Trump didn't attack Heidi Cruz. Nobody attacked Heidi Cruz. But that's the point here. Mr. Trump is defending his wife. There is no such thing as an attack on Heidi Cruz. I have yet to hear the attack on Heidi Cruz. You, did, you didn't Trump see the, hang said, on, you didn't see the retweet. You didn't see the retweet that Donald Trump did. You don't think that no. that, in a, no, that, that is you don't not think an that's, attack. No, that's not an attack on a an woman attack. by using an unflattering that is not picture an of a wife. No. Then what would you call that, that, that then? An and don't say, hang on, hang on, Katrina. Hold on, Katrina. Don't say that that's supporting his wife because you don't need Heidi Cruz in that picture to support his wife. Well, of course not. And Mr. That, Trump course, didn't exactly make the true. picture. That, of course, is exactly true. But there's Katrina Pearson denying it ever happened. So here's the pattern from the Trump campaign. First, you lie about something. Then you lie that you lied about it. And then you lied that you lied that you lied about it. That's the, that's the pattern from the Trump campaign. And that's what we see in the Michelle Fields incident, regardless of whether you think that Michelle was brutally injured. Michelle never claimed she was brutally injured, by the way. She claimed she was yanked backwards, lost her balance, regained her balance, and was bruised, all of which is true. And you can see it on the tape. Regardless of what you think of Michelle, the fact is that the, the Trump campaign lied. Corey Lewandowski is a thug, as I said he was. I mean, Corey Lewandowski's been in the crowd manhandling other people recently. Corey Lewandowski's a thug. Donald Trump defends thugs. Donald Trump is a liar. Donald Trump is a charlatan. And today is just more evidence of that. And, and he's willing to rip women on a regular basis in order to achieve that. He's willing to send out his campaign surrogates to slam Amanda Carpenter who has nothing to do with anything because she doesn't back him. He's willing to send out campaign surrogates to suggest that innocent women like Amanda Carpenter and Sarah Isker Flores and, and Katrina Pearson even are lying about all of this. His own campaign secretary is lying about this sort of stuff. Katrina Pearson, as we mentioned last week, she even tweeted out that while it's not true for her, it might be true for other women that Cruz is stooping. And it's just, it's, it's disgusting all the way around, but this is what the Trump campaign does. Now, the case to be made for Trump is that he does this stuff. Honestly, the case for Trump is that he does these things because the reality is that Donald Trump, I guess the implication is he's the only one who's willing to go up against Hillary Clinton and really smack her around. He's the only one who's really willing to rhetorically hit her with the kitchen sink. Yeah, the problem is he alienates every single person in the United States when he does these things because he's willing to lie. He's willing to say anything. He's willing to do anything. Donald Trump is our version of the Clintons. And for all you Trumpsters out there, very upset about the National Enquirer report about Ted Cruz with no evidence whatsoever, I would ask, why don't you care at all? Like, at all at all? Donald Trump is the admitted serial philanderer in this particular presidential race. He lied to his first wife and cheated on his second. He lied to his second and cheated on his third. At some point, presumably, he'll cheat on Melania with his fourth wife. It could be you, gang, if you're, if you're ardently pro-Trump. But the, the, the bottom line is that, that Trump, as a liar, he is unparalleled, and his, his campaign is unparalleled. Somebody did a calculation a couple of weeks ago. They went through all of Trump's speeches, and what they found was Trump was literally telling a lie once every five minutes. 
This seems to me a wild underestimate if you watch Trump talk, because the fact is that pretty much everything that he says, unfortunately, it's all unfortunate. It's too bad because, again, I think that Trump has a talent for gauging how the public feels. I think the problem is that he's willing to utilize that as a con man would in order to push forward his agenda. So here's a question for Democrats today. And this is a real question for Democrats. And, and you know what? Let's let's take our quick profit timeout a little early here because I want to get to this question for Democrats. The quick profit timeout. Okay, if you want to protect your privacy from the big corporations, from the federal government, the way that you need to do this is you need to go to reaganprivacy.com, reaganprivacy.com. This allows you to get a reagan.com email address, your name at reagan.com. And that's wonderful for two reasons. One, every time you write an email, you get to slap your friends with the reagan.com sticker. Uh, And number two, all of your material is protected. It won't be turned over to the federal government. It won't be turned over to the various corporations that want to exploit it. ReaganPrivacy.com is where you go right now. And if you go right now, two months for free at ReaganPrivacy.com. Check it out. Great service, Reagan.com, ReaganPrivacy.com. Okay, so here's the question for Democrats. People like me, we've said for now weeks and weeks, months and months, I will not vote for Trump under any circumstances. I think that Trump is a flaming garbage heap. I think he's a flaming garbage heap, whether he's having his campaign manager outright lie about whether he grabbed a woman and bruised her arm. And again, for all those folks saying it's not that serious, The case isn't even that it's that serious, but let me just say this. If some dude grabbed my wife, pulled her back, yanked her arm hard enough to leave his fingerprints on her arm, I would go and I would kick that dude's ass. I mean, seriously, any man worth his salt would. And the reality that that if they were there at the time and the reality that the Trump campaign downplays all this. Yeah, that's going to be a campaign that wins women, whether they're lying about Corey Lewandowski or rewarding Corey Lewandowski for his brutish behavior whether it's Donald Trump lying about Ted Cruz based on no evidence, sending out his surrogates, retweeting things about Heidi Cruz. Trump's a scuzz bucket, and so I won't vote for him. But here's my question for the left. Why is it that you'll vote for Hillary? See, Hillary is just as every bit as sleazy as Donald Trump, every bit and more. Hillary is, is more sleazy than Donald Trump. She, she covers up for her husband's rapes. Hillary Clinton is the woman who puts all of her classified material on a private server specifically so that she can avoid having to be held responsible for some of her own emails, so she can delete those emails. Hillary Clinton is a criminal. Hillary Clinton is a felon. Hillary Clinton is corrupt. And Hillary Clinton is anti-woman. All of these things are true. And yet, Democrats are still following her. It's amazing how Democrats think. And this is the difference. I I really do believe this. And it's an important difference. Maybe it means that we lose sometimes, but it means that we're also moral and non-terrible people. There is a difference between the right and the left. The right says there are some things we just won't back. There's still a rule of law. There's still a rule of decency. The left says that rule of decency just doesn't exist. Ron Fournier is a journalist over at National Journal, big Hillary Clinton fan, and he was explaining on national TV that Hillary Clinton should not be indicted. But listen to his reason why Hillary Clinton should not be indicted. Clip three. But the big question is, the only thing that really changes the game is if we have any criminal charges. I don't know that exactly. And the things that you talked about. That may not happen. Intel officials have been saying to me and have been angry for some time, not so much about FOIA. They've been talking about the reckless disregard for the classified information and that there's so many classified documents that both came and went. And, you know, when they when, well, when they talk about no, it wasn't marked on there, that's just there's two things. A, a distinction Pol- without a difference. Right. So politically, that plays into this whole question that we really can't trust her, that she's been saying things like, well, they weren't marked classified when we all know and voters understand that that really doesn't matter. Legally, though, there's a big bar that you have to get over 
to prosecute anybody for these crimes, much less somebody who's running for president. And as critical as I've been of Hillary Clinton, and I am very critical of Hillary Clinton, I do understand that when somebody's running for president, there is a higher bar you have to get over because we can't have a system in which we're constantly um, well, charging uh, people uh, who are running for president. Uh, actually, the bar, wow. the bar so is a reckless use of classified information. And this is the difference between the right and the left. Right? We feel that everybody should be held equal under the law. The left believes that if you're Hillary Clinton and you're running for president, you should get away with it because you're Hillary Clinton and you're running for president. Right? Ron Fournier there said Hillary can break the law and get away with it because she's Hillary Clinton and because she's running for president. That's an amazing statement of lack of principle. And this is what the left is. I mean, why is the left not running, screaming away from Hillary Clinton? There's a Hillary advisor on TV last night saying Hillary's not going to debate Bernie Sanders anymore until he's nicer, or really school-marming Bernie Sanders. Here's, here's a Hillary advisor explaining that, clip four. Talk about, let's talk about New York. You mentioned New sure. York. Bernie Sanders wants... My home state. Your home state. And their home state now. Bernie Sanders wants a debate here before the April primary. You going to agree to it? I think, you know, what, what, what was notable this weekend uh, wasn't so much that, but in my mind was the Washington Post story with his own campaign talking about how they're poll testing more negative attacks on Hillary Clinton. They're talking about running harsher negatives now. We saw them run negative Don't ads. Don't distract. Don't distract here, I think the real question gonna, is not whether we're going to debate. Because I think the real question is what kind of campaign is Senator Sanders going to run going forward? He pumped $4 million in the weekend before March 15th. And he lost all five states on March 15th. They spent about $4 million running negative ads. That doesn't have let's anything see, to do with the debate, let's though. See, Why not let's see debate? The tone. This is a man who said okay, he never can, run a negative ad. We can ad. stop it there. But th th this is the point, right? So Hillary is school-marming Bernie Sanders now. So I said Donald Trump is a lying liar who lies, right? He lies, and then he lies about the lying, and then he lies about lying about the lying. Hillary Clinton does the same thing. So Hillary Clinton is going after Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has run the most cordial campaign. The only thing he could do to please Hillary more would be to simply pull out at this point. And yet her advisors are on national TV saying, we won't debate Bernie Sanders until he's nicer to us. The same Hillary Clinton campaign, by the way, that has called Bernie Sanders a racist and a sexist and trotted out David Brock, the guy who looks like Lloyd Bridges in, in Airplane after he, should have stopped sniff, he shouldn't have stopped sniffing glue this week. Right? He trotted that guy out to say that, that Hillary Clinton is the victim of sexism at the hands of Bernie Sanders. Hillary's campaign has been vicious to Bernie Sanders, but they say, that Bernie Sanders is the one whose tone and tenor don't match up. Why are Democrats still backing this lady? Why are Democrats still backing this lying liar who lies? And the answer, again, is that they don't have any principles. The only principle is power. And on this score, I'm going to give a lot of credit to somebody I've never given credit before to, or at least not since I saw her in Atlantic City when I was like 14, Susan Sarandon, right, who actually said she doesn't think that she can vote for Hillary Clinton if Bernie Sanders loses the nomination. Here's Susan Sarandon explaining why. I mean, I think a lot of people think to themselves, well, if it's Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, um, and I think Bernie Sanders probably would think I this. think Bernie would probably encourage people because he doesn't have any ego in this thing. But I think a lot of people are sorry. I just can't bring myself to, to do that. How about you personally? I don't know. I'm going to see what happens. Really? Really. I, I cannot believe that as, as you're watching the rock. Well, you know, Donald some Trump people feel Donald Trump will bring the revolution immediately. If he gets in, then things will really, you know. Oh, you're saying the, 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 the Leninist model of yeah. heighten the contradictions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people <laughs> feel that. Don't you think that's dangerous? 
I think that what's going on now, if you think that it's pragmatic to shore up the status quo right now, then you're not in touch with the status quo. The status quo is not working. And I think it's dangerous to think that we can continue the way we are with a militarized police force, with privatized, with the death penalty, okay, with a low... Because she's not saying anything intelligent beyond that point. But when she says that she won't vote for Hillary, at least she's honest. At least she's saying that she won't vote for Hillary. The world would be a better place if we all just said there are certain candidates we won't vote for if they violate the line that is too, uh, a bridge too far. And the lying liars who lie, that, that, that bridge has been violated time and time again. We'll conclude this portion before we get to a quick thing I like and a quick thing I don't. With Donald Trump being grilled on Wisconsin radio's clip 16, this is what happens when somebody actually asks Donald Trump about lying. Yeah, this is what lying liars sound like when they're lying. Here we go. Your wife is a beautiful, classy woman. Why can't you say the same about Ted Cruz's wife? Uh, I don't know Ted Cruz's wife. I, I'm sure she's excellent. I mean, I just don't know her. But, you know, all this was was a response to what he did. Okay. And, it was so, a very, and by the way, Charlie, it was a very minor response to what he did. It was right. a picture. I didn't even know it was necessarily a very bad picture of her. Versus uh, Melania, I well, mean, frankly, okay. but this was this was a retweet from one of my supporters. I have so many millions of supporters and millions of people on Twitter. You have between Twitter and Facebook, I guess Instagram. I have 15 million people, and we we hear and from them said, frequently. Now, Mr. Trump, they, they, you yeah. do you do like to talk about polls a lot, and, and the recent polls suggest that you have a disapproval rating of about 70 percent among women. And in southeastern Wisconsin, you are very much underwater. And a lot of that has to do, let's be honest about this, with conservative women who are repelled by your attitude and your treatment of women. And women, women are just going to have to see what I've done. I've hired tremendous numbers of women. Women are in my highest executive positions. Uh, I pay women in many cases more than I pay men, which is more than most people can say. Uh, I'd like to hear what these people, you know, I've been a, I've been a a person that's been in the entertainment business and a very big person in a business and I've been uh, quoted over the years by everybody from the time from the time almost from the time I started business for whatever reason I was I became a celebrity in the sense and uh, talking are, are the uh, rules different for celebrities and, are celebrities well, allowed to insult what, women the rules are different but certainly I never thought I would run for office and many people you know I, I, Howard Stern would interview me and everybody would be having fun and the women would be laughing yeah. well but you're saying the same thing I mean you 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 have mocked Megyn Kelly you have mocked Carly Fiorina well, and you I'm not are a fan of Megyn Kelly I mean I'm allowed yeah. to say that if, if Megyn Kelly were a man uh, I would be saying the exact same things about Megyn Kelly and the true same same thing with Rosie O'Donnell I'm not yeah. a fan of Rosie O'Donnell. Well, let, let, uh, let, let, let me let me let me ask George you. You're a fan of mine, and, and you know what? You go back and forth. I, I don't think there should be a double standard if somebody's a woman. But I I can tell you this, Charlie. I have been better to, than to women than any of these candidates. Frankly, I've been taking. I've, I've except been, you won't apologize to a woman that you mocked. I have hey. executive people, and at a very very high level, I have executive people that are women. Uh, I gave women early chances in construction, numerous women early chances in construction when nobody else was doing it. And people have said that I've been, as people have said, you know, in terms of breaking the glass ceiling, that I was a leader in it. And that's what it sounds like. Donald Trump obviously can't handle himself. Donald Trump obviously has no capacity to answer basic questions when he's called on his falsehoods. And we should all be calling all of these candidates on their falsehoods because they're gross. And that means you, Corey Lewandowski. And I understand Donald Trump isn't going to fire Corey Lewandowski for being a lying liar who lies because they have to surround themselves with lying liar who lies in, in, order to, in order to move forward. But it is something we should keep in mind. Okay, quick thing I like and then something that I don't. So here is the quick thing that I like. I saw Batman versus Superman over the weekend. 
And I was fully expecting to hate Batman versus Superman. The trailer was awful. It, it, it gave away half the plot. I thought it was a great movie, honestly. It's the, it's the first time that I've seen a film that ranks below about 50% on Rotten Tomatoes where I've actually enjoyed the film, where I actually thought that the film was good. And I didn't just enjoy it. I thought it was actually terrific. I thought the first two-thirds of the film were as good as any comic book movie ever made, and the last third was about the same as, as a Marvel flick. Um, you know, the only part of it that I didn't really appreciate is the monster fight at the end, but that happens now in pretty much all of the movies, and it's just a, a rating on how well the special effects are done. But yeah, I did a full review over at Daily Wire. I thought it was a great film. I really did. I, I, what I don't understand is all these people, first of all, if you're, if you're a comic book fan, if you're a fan of the comics, then you, you understand that the Batman played by Ben Affleck is Frank Miller's Batman. The kind of sadistic, reveling in the violence Batman, that's Frank Miller's Batman. And it's great. It's really terrific. Lex Luthor, everybody who's getting all over Jesse Eisenberg for his performance, I thought it was great. This kind of quirky Lex Luthor. It, it's, it's Mark Zuckerberg on steroids, and I thought it was wonderful. I, I thought the movie, honestly, I thought the movie was really, really, really good. I thought it was a really good movie, um, and, uh, and you should go see it. It's not appropriate for, for young, young audiences, but if you're you know, 14 and above, uh, then, it's, then it's probably fine. And, uh, and it's really enjoyable. But all, the, all the people criticizing it, they, oh, they say it's dark. It's too, it's too moody. It's too dark. Well, hint to all of the, these people. Right, that's, that's Superman and Batman. Like, get, get real. That's what the comics always were. Batman is dark and brooding. Superman is not exactly happiness and light all the time, if you, especially if you read the New 52. All of these comics, DC is known for being dark and broody. If you want a happy dappy do comic book movie, go watch The Avengers. I find those movies to be candy, candy, you know, cotton candy. Uh, I find them to be dental floss. I, re I really don't think there's anything material in the Marvel movies. I know lots of people love the Marvel movies. There's a reason that Captain America is not as iconic as Superman. There's a reason that Iron Man is not as iconic as Batman. And the reason is because the DC universe brings up actual real issues and then takes them seriously. And this movie actually does that. So all of the criticisms, I think people were expecting the kind of jokey, winky, oh, we know it's a comic book movie, but we're here, wink, wink, wink. You know, and, and I hate that kind of stuff. If I go to see a comic book movie, I know it's a comic book movie. That's why I'm going. I don't need you winking at me the whole time. Some movies like Ant-Man, perfectly fine with that. But I don't need you constantly protecting yourself from charges of sincerity by being overtly insincere. I find it, I find it off-putting. So I really thought the movie was great. Batman versus Superman. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Okay, finally, the thing that I, the, the thing that I hate for today, I ha you have to love it a little bit, but I mostly hate it. Here is John Kasich, who's still in the race for a reason no one can explain, talking about his view of the race. And it, this is just, this is beyond delusional. It's crazy towns. Here we go. I'm beating Hillary by 11 points. I'm the only one that can win in the fall. And as you notice, the narrative over the last week has been, what is wrong with the party? Kasich's the guy that can win the general. Some people uh, have said Kasich would be the best president. I mean, get out for what? If I'd have gotten out, Trump would be the nominee. He would have won Ohio. And frankly, we'll win some uh, districts in Wisconsin. We will move to Pennsylvania, where I'm basically in a, in a statistical okay. tie with Trump. And when we go to New York and everywhere else, we're going to pick up delegates. So, I mean, it's absurd. It's absurd. You know, if you really want, let them consolidate behind me, because frankly, I'm the one that can win in the fall, uh. and I'm the one that can get the crossover votes. Let them consolidate behind me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let the Golden State Warriors and the Spurs consolidate behind the L.A. Lakers. This makes perfect sense. This makes absolute sense if you are a tremendously stupid person. John Kasich has the least delegates by far of anybody in the race. He still has less delegates than Marco Rubio, who's not even in the race. And John Kasich is saying, let's all side behind me. 
he's going to go for it. Honestly, if he sticks around, he wins Pennsylvania, deprives Trump of a couple of other wins, then I'm happy for him to stay in the race. But the idea that everybody should stand behind Donald uh, should stand behind uh, John Kasich is, is fully delusional, and it is sort of entertaining to watch, as Andrew Clavin calls him, the little man who is a raisin, talk about how everybody should consolidate behind him. It's, it's a little bit amusing. Okay, folks, so I'm speaking at George Washington University tonight. You can look for coverage at Daily Wire. I'm sure that I'll be doing some media today about this whole Corey Lewandowski incident. Just remember, theme of the day, if somebody doesn't back your values, and not only that, if they're a crappy person, don't back them in an election. And lefties, Please, if you wish for us to take you seriously as human beings and not think that you're also smoking garbage heaps like Trump or Hillary, don't back smoking garbage heaps just because you think it's politically palatable to do so. And let's all have some principle here. How about decency for everybody? I know that's a rough rule for folks. How about decency for everybody? No grabbing people by the arm, no defending rapists. If any of this is too tough for you, then please vote somewhere else. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving.